Success Insight shares the stories of the people with passion and drive who make things happen in the world. Here's your host, Howard Fox. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Success Insight Podcast. Our guests today are Lori Orlinski and Allie Bork. Lori and Allie are the founders of Forward Publicity, a public relations firm that specializes in custom book PR campaigns with combined strategies in marketing, sales, and branding. Now, I'll give you a little background about Lori. She's an award-winning children's book author of Being Small Isn't So Bad After All, and her second children's book, published this past April, is The Tooth Fairy's Tummy Ache. Now, you may also remember that Lori has been on Success Insight once before, way back in April. She was episode number 20. So go back on our website, successinsightpodcast.com, and do check out Lori's episode with us on March 16th. That's episode 20. And now Allie is also an award-winning children's book author, and she's the creator of the Alley Cat series. Now, the Alley Cat series is a children's book series that teaches real-life lessons that all children can relate to. Each story focuses on problem-solving techniques with the use of imagination, creativity, and friendship. Lori and Allie, welcome to Success Insight. Thank you for having us. Thank you. Fantastic. Now, what I would love before we get into the work that you two are now doing together with Forward Publicity, I would love if you could just provide some background about each of your journeys to become really accomplished, very accomplished, I should say, children's book authors. So, Lori, why don't we start with you? Oh, thank you so much, Howard. It has been an awesome journey. As I talked about on my first conversation with you, my book journey started out. I wrote a book for my daughter called Being Small Isn't So Bad After All because she was the shortest one in her class and she was getting picked on. And I went to find a book about small kids and it didn't exist. And so I wrote one and that gave me the confidence to realize I can do it again. And along the way, I've met some amazing authors just in the author community. It's a really great community, a very tight-knit community of people that want to help one another genuinely. And one of the best things about becoming an author was meeting Allie. And you'll hear we finish each other's sentences. We really make a great team. So I am so excited to have started for publicity alongside her. Fantastic. Now, Lori, you are up in Chicago land area, correct? Correct. All right. And now, Allie, I'd love if you could share a little bit about your background and how you got into this children's book authoring venue, so to speak. Thank you, Howard. So, I actually practiced law for about seven years prior to writing children's books. I've always liked to write. I like to write poetry. Of course, I was writing trial briefs at the time. And I decided to take a year off of practicing law to spend more time at home with my kids. And doing that, I really developed a love for children's literature. And, you know, every night we would read them a story before bed. And one night they said, mom, we need more books for our bookshelf because it was overflowing. There was books all over the ground. And I was trying to be frugal. And I said, well, why don't I just write you a story? And they jumped up and down on the bed. They were so thrilled. And that was my aha moment that made me realize that if they believed in me, I should believe in myself. And so we put them to bed and I went downstairs and got a pen and a paper and just started writing the Alley Cat series. And That's when the first story was born. Fantastic. Now, I've got two questions for you, Allie. One, is writing children's book and poetry, is that more fun than writing briefs? Absolutely. It's a lot more fun. Okay. 
And where is the inspiration uh, for the Alley Cat series? I mean, I get Alley, Allison, but how did that come about? So when I was about in the third grade, I would daydream a lot. I would always imagine myself in these far off lands. Of course, you know, first grade, second grade, I was still playing with Barbies. You know, I had a really big imagination. And, you know, in class, I would start kind of zoning out and just imagining myself not in the class. And my teachers would snap and say, Alley Cat, come back down to earth. And I would. And so that name kind of stuck with me, I guess, in my own head that someone Alley Cat, as they called me, is someone who likes to imagine and be creative and has a passion for storytelling and and just imagining different things, which is really what children's literature is all about. Sure. And when you were contemplating at some point about writing the children's books, I mean, you were up in, in the bedroom with the kids, was the authoring of the books, was this kind of at night after you got home from a a day, you know, in court, in the office? Was it start off as just like a, let me see where this goes? Or when did you realize this was perhaps what I like to call a side hustle? Or, you know, this is going to be my full-time profession going forward because I like this. When How did that kind of evolve for you? So I had decided to take a year off of practicing law. And within that first few months, that's when that aha moment occurred. So I wrote the story and I figured, you know, I have a few more months at home. Let me try to see if I can get a literary agent or a publisher to pick it up. And so I tried doing that. I never really thought I can make a career out of this. I knew I loved it. I knew it was so rewarding. And my kids were just so proud. And after submitting all of the queries to literary agents, and I think I I applied to nearly 100 agents, I got about 86 rejections. And I one night, late at night, I got one yes. And then it just took off from there. And I made it my full-time job. I, I haven't gone back to practicing law yet. And I don't plan on it anytime soon because this is so much fun. And it's something so rewarding. And so I guess it's just as long as this is bringing me joy and something I can do, I'm going to keep doing it. Fantastic. And you're speaking of fun, how can it not be fun working with Lori? And so Lori, I would love if you could just go back a little bit. So you you have an extensive marketing background. I mean, you, you work for a pretty well-known logo back in, in the city. And how did your work and marketing how to and and this need to solve a problem you know the fact that you know your your little one was smaller than the rest and there was a need for this book how did that evolution from or you know from being in marketing working for a very well-known organization and then kind of starting to transition from to you know children's book author to now co-founder of forward publicity well, I kind of realized, uh, Allie and I always joke that we were the guinea pigs when we both had our books. It was like having a baby. And then, you know, there was no what's next. There was no guidebook or there was nothing to, no one to tell us what to do next. I mean, there were public relations firms out there and marketing agencies out there that certainly could market books. They could market consumer goods, but nobody actually specialized in this. And so when I was going through this marketing and when Allie was going through it, we were the guinea pigs in that we've, we've tried applying for awards that both helped us and took our money and didn't do anything. 
we've tried connecting with different social influencers and we have formed relationships with people that are really prominent in the industry. And Ellie and I kind of realized, you know, we do a lot of work together. We're very involved in the author community. And in March, when COVID happened, we started a podcast called Ask an Author, and we did about 10 episodes. And it was just a video podcast because we wanted to bring author visits to kids virtually because it's such a big part of what we do. And it was great. We got to talk to well-known authors and illustrators. And we even found out that teachers were streaming this for their whole schools. And it was a really great thing. And after that, people were asking us, how do you do this? How do you do that? And Allie is very involved in helping authors. She can tell you she has a segment for a station locally called Kidlet Picks. And we kind of just said, let's give it a go. We had somebody approach one of us and said, you know, can you handle my PR? And Allie and I were talking and we were like, yeah, we can do it together because there's so many things that Allie specializes in that I can compliment her and vice versa. And so forward publicity is really the only publicity firm out there that's built by authors for authors. I mean, we never recommend anything to our clients that we haven't tried ourselves. And that's something that really sets us apart from other people. And we also don't have a one-size-fits-all plan. When someone contests us, we do like an intake form like you would do at a doctor's office and we find out what your needs and goals are. And then we build a plan for an author that way. And when you are working with your clients, how have you both... You know, you each have your areas of expertise. Allie is the, the, the attorney, has the legal expertise. She's probably very good at the contracts and agreements, I've no doubt. You have the marketing know-how from your experience. How else did you kind of divvy up responsibility or do you make decisions jointly? Is it Do you have a demarcation? I mean, and also you're virtual, so it's not like you're, you're working in the same office, like, you know, in the old days of Mad Men, et cetera or mad women, how are you kind of divvying up those responsibilities to make sure you're you're covering all those bases? Well, I think it's really important for each one of us to focus on the things that we excel at. And for Lori, she is, I call her the content marketing guru. She knows exactly what to put out there to just tug on those heartstrings of readers. And for the Alley Cat series, I've kind of focused on branding a series and being recognizable in my marketing venture. So we kind of, we know each other well enough that if it's something that's maybe series-based or they want the reader to fall in love with a character, I'll take that on. If we are promoting a book that's maybe a true story or, or related to somebody's journey, then, you know, Lori's there for content marketing. And so we just really compliment each other, just like Lori said, in, in how we work. And when you are entertaining a potential project for a client, are you both sticking right now with a niche of children's book authors for forward publicity or Will you be kind of venturing out more into the adolescent, teenage type of marketplace? The bulk of our clients are children's book authors, but we do have some authors that do parenting books and that do middle grade. So I think we can do anything. Knowing how to market a children's book is obviously in our wheelhouse, but the same skill set translates to other genres. And what 
do you do from, at least I'm thinking this from the children's book, because Laura, you introduced me to a Facebook group, which has actually been very helpful recently. Children's book authors and illustrators. Are, are you helping these authors line up uh, illustrators to work with in helping to kind of delve into that part of the relationship? Most authors come to us when they're about either they just sent their book to the printer or their book just released. Usually they'll work with a a printer or they'll self-publish prior to. We also do what Allie and I call book CPR (laughs) so we can revive a book. The shelf life of a book is traditionally three to six months. And so a lot of times it's working with these authors in the early phases, but sometimes an author may come to us a year after their book release and say, my book is dead. How can we revive it? And so we also uh, could come up with different strategies for uh, what we coined as book CPR. So I'm curious for you know either one of you, uh, your perspective is, what does the CPR look like for, for an author? Because, you know, it's tough out there. You know, everybody wants to write the book, whether it's a children's book or, you know, adults. And I think it's all of a sudden going to be a bestseller and I can suddenly quit my job, make a living at this. That's probably not going to really be the reality. So how do you begin to help them do that CPR? And then what types of strategies are you helping them implement to get their book out there? And so people begin to recognize them. I think the main focus is that we tell people not to put all of your eggs in one basket. For example, don't just focus on the bookstores. Focus when you're at the phase where you're trying to grow your brand or your book beyond just, you know, beyond just your friends and family network and Amazon. Focus on Amazon, focus on the bookstores, focus on libraries, maybe children's museums. We came up with a really great three-tiered model that we like to call the hype build grow model. Allie, I know you're great at talking everybody through this three-tiered approach. So our first phase, as we call it, is our hype phase, and we generate that initial buzz. Some of some of the authors come to us with their book about to be released. Some of them they've already released in the last couple of months. So we try to build that hype with social influencer outreaches, award submissions, review submissions, a virtual book tour. Maybe they need help with social media management or read-alouds are good, or book trailers. If an author has done those things but needs some kind of revival, we have a phase two, which where we build on what has already occurred. So we establish credibility as an author. We use those awards or review submissions that they've received to do content marketing and to expand into different bookstores. And of course, our last phase is our growth phase where you want to think beyond your bookstores. You want to do library outreaches. You want to try to get your books into different museums, collaborate with all kinds of different people. So this model works really well for established authors and new authors. Books have been here for some time and and books that are about to be published into the world. Very good. You know, Ellie, I'm curious, you know, as I was uh, doing my research, and I always do my research, Lori will tell you that, I was curious about, I mean, you have been an, an owner of a business before. I mean, you were with the law firm. Now, I don't know if that was your law firm or you or you were one of the, the attorneys staffed to it. But I know you, you were part owner of a, an oil and gas business or founder of one. How is owning this kind of business different from managing kind of more of a brick and mortar service oriented business. Are there some nuances, some overlaps? What, what, what are your thoughts there? 
you know, it, it, it's similar in some ways. I've definitely had a lot of lessons learned with owning an oil field equipment company. And uh, my husband pretty much runs that company and I am just kind of like a silent owner, but I'm always there to help with anything. And, you know, what you learn to do is to deal with different types of people and see what their needs are and to kind of read people pretty well to be able to know what they need. And, you know, a lot with authors, they don't come with a huge budget for these kind of marketing campaigns. And so you really need to understand your client and your customer to know how you can meet their needs because it has to be a very transparent relationship. So I think that owning an oil and gas company, although you know, you're know you dealing with something very different, there are a lot of lessons learned that can help deal with clients in the book industry. Fantastic. You, you know, I was just thinking, Alia, we did an interview Oh my God, it seems, I think it was last year, Dan Pegram wrote a book called Pop-Up Airplane. It was published, really interesting book. Basically, he was an ex-Southwest airline pilot. He was an Air Force pilot. And he wrote a book to teach kids how airplanes fly. And I was thinking, as you were talking about the oil field, you could write a children's book or, you know, Alley Cat goes out into the oil field, you know, works the oil field. I'm sorry, just an (laughs) idea. I give it to you. It's my gift. You do what you want with it. You're welcome. Thank you. Thank you. And Alex kind of buzzword to um, transparency, and that's really important in the author community because there are unfortunately some companies out there that do like to prey on the fact that many first-time authors might not have a roadmap. And instead of offering them real services, they might be inclined to offer them things that come with, you know, exorbitant fees attached to it. And so one thing that we try and do is we try and be really transparent. We tell our clients upfront what the fees are. We don't mark up anything that's out of pocket, which is pretty unheard of because most companies will at least mark it 15% up. We not only don't mark it up, but we also negotiate a discount on clients' behalfs. And that's anything from getting award submissions 40% off to even having a great relationship with the people that run the awards and might be able to take submissions a month after the deadline is closed. And so we do pride ourselves on relationships that we built in transparency. I mean, we don't ever charge clients booking fees or, or fees beyond what it takes us to actually do the work, write the press kits, make the connections, and kind of our time for everything. So transparency is a big buzzword right now in the author community. And we are 100% transparent about everything that we do. I, I think that's fantastic. And, and, you know, as someone who has authored a book, and, and, and I'm obviously speaking to two women right now, it was like birthing a baby. It was painful. Okay. So let's just leave it at that. You know, and, and not really understanding what I was getting into. And I do see, as I have my conversations on our podcast, and we, we interview lots of authors, both the children's book authors like yourself, Lori, and Allie should come back on and we'll interview you about the Alley Cat series. But some you know, authors have no idea what they're getting into. And I think it's refreshing that as you, they come to you because they've heard about you, they will refer to you, but here's everything that has to happen. Here's here's our Here's the... The steps along the way, here's what we do, why we do it, and by the way, here's the fees to do it. And I think most uh, most authors, or many authors, I should say, go in there not really understanding 
what this all entails because it, it's budget wise and effort wise is probably more than they anticipated, I would think. Yeah. And we also act as mentors to a lot of the authors. I mean, it's surprising because so many of these publishing houses and, and whether it's self-published or not, don't, they, they kind of let you free and then you have to figure out the marketing yourself. And so we even find ourselves saying, okay, this is the best, most cost-effective way to mail a book. Here's how you make a profile on Amazon or Goodreads. Because we have been in the shoes, we can walk an author through every single step. And something that we didn't mention, I mean, we can also help with taking over social pages and teaching authors how to get the presence on social and how to create a demand in fans and things like that. There's just we would never, as I said before, recommend something that hasn't worked for one of us. But knowing that something that might work for me maybe didn't work for Allie and something that didn't work for Allie might not work for me. Everyone's got their own needs, but we know the formulas to success. So it's about how we can apply them to each author that we work with. Fantastic. So you know, I know today we're in a little bit of a time constraint, but you know, if, if the opportunity presents itself, I'd love to have you both back on and chat more about your work. And obviously, Allie, I'd love to have you on and talk about the Alley Cat series. Before we head out for today, where's the best place for our listeners to go to to learn about forward publicity in your work? Let's start with you, Allie. Our listeners can go to forwardpublicity.com to learn more about our PR and marketing. If they want to learn more about the Alley Cat series, they can visit my website, alleycatseries.com. And of course, they can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Fantastic. And Lori? And you can find me at lauriorlinskyauthor.com. And anyone that has a question for us, as Allie mentioned, can go to Forward Publicity. We are, for a limited time, doing free consultations. We say that they're 15 minutes, but they're more like a half hour. Once you get Allie and I talking, we can't stop. And we love connecting with authors. We've met so many wonderful people. And this is just something that we're so passionate about. So it's been just a beautiful marriage. Fantastic. Well, I I wish you both the very best for forward publicity. And Lori and Allie, just just your work together. I think it's fantastic. And so uh, thank you both for taking the time out of your busy days. I know besides being authors, business owners, your moms, so you got a lot going on the plate and I get it. So thank you both again for joining us on the Success Insight Podcast. Thank you, Smart. Thank you so much for the opportunity and we love staying in touch with you. All right. Fantastic. Okay, folks, we have just been chatting with Lori Orlinski and Allie Bork. Lori and Allie are the founders of Forward Publicity, a public relations firm that specializes in customized, very customized PR campaigns with combined strategies in marketing, sales, and branding. And do check them out on forwardpublicity.com. And we'll also provide links back to Allie's website on the Alley Cat series, as well as to Lori's website as well for Lori Orlinski, author. And folks, I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. And please listen to us on successinsightpodcast.com. We're also on Facebook and on LinkedIn. We've got our pages there, as well as all of the podcast platforms, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Pandora, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, even Amazon Music. And of course, we're on YouTube as well. So folks, wherever you are, whatever you're doing, go out there, have a phenomenal day, practice social distancing, wear your mask. Hopefully you will have voted because our elections are coming up, but do take care of yourself and we'll see you on the next episode of the Success Insight Podcast. Take care now. 
Success Insight is a production of Fox Coaching and First Story Strategies. Find us online, successinsightpodcast.com.